You're listening to the Think Unbroken podcast, and I'm your host, Michael Unbroken. I'm an author, speaker, coach, and advocate for adult survivors of childhood trauma and abuse. In this podcast, you will learn how to transform your trauma into triumph, turn breakdowns into breakthroughs, and go from victim to being the hero of your own story. You can learn more at thinkunbrokenpodcast.com, and of course, check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify at Think Unbroken Podcast. Hey, what's up, my friend? As we get into today's episode, I want to let you know that this is actually a pre-recorded live keynote from last year's Unbroken Conference. We had so many incredible speakers and over 2,500 people who had registered for the event. And as we headed into the end of that event, I thought to myself, I'm really going to have to share this as a part of the podcast for the community at some point. And that some point is now. So you're going to hear over the course of the next few weeks, some of the incredible keynote speakers, including Dr. Gabor Mate, Jamie Bronstein, Dan Mangina, and more. You did not watch Unbroken Conference live. Trust me. You are going to get so much value out of this. You're going to want to grab a pen and a piece of paper because these people are not only incredible healers, but they're amazing educators. And so with that, my friend, let's get into the show. Hello, everybody. How are we doing today? Uh, just so you know, um, I'm not one of those passive people. So you think it's going to be, oh, I'm going to sit here and I'm not going to do anything. Unfortunately... Uh, you're at the wrong conference and I'm the wrong person, but we're going to get into it. We're going to do some things. Um, very grateful for the opportunity to connect today. A little bit intimidated to go after Anthony because he's that guy. But there we go. We're going to get into it. Just speaking the truth of the thing. Um, who has been, who's having a rocking time so far? Who's who's having the most amazing time ever? I see hands. I see emojis. I love it. I love it. I love it. Fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. Well, we're going to do some more. Um, full disclosure. I am very, very excited to be here. Honestly, all the disclosures in the world. Also, full disclosure, I'm not Australian. Um, so that's not an Australian accent. If that's what you thought it was, I apologize. Uh, British. So should we get into it? Ready to do the thing? I'm going to start my... Look, Michael, I take instructions. I've got a stopwatch to make sure we don't run over. Very exciting. So guys, I'm here to talk about a very simple idea. And the idea I'd like to introduce to you begins with a question. Again, remember I told you this is interactive. How many of you have ever looked at nature and seen lack? Oh, wait. Oh, we've got one. Brian Jones says he's seen lack in nature. Okay. Be very interested to see where you saw it because you may have just ruined my entire opening. But there we go. I'm going to posture. I'm going to put forward the idea that Lack only shows up in nature when humans get involved. When nature's left to its own devices, it's always abundant. Now, I may have to completely change my view of the world and give up my job in case Brian's right, but I'm going to put forward that theory. I'm going to hypothesize that nature is naturally inherently abundant. And if you think about it, even in those times when Space is created within nature. Nature always seeks to grow into it. There's a crack in the floor. What happens? Something grows up through it, right? A building gets overrun with leaves. 
any animal left to its own devices will have a lot of sex and a lot of babies. Nature's just among them. That's just what it does. And yet, we as humans somehow have fallen out of touch with that, even though we are, although a bit confused, still a part of nature, and somehow have this illusion, this confused idea that we have to kill or be killed, destroy the competition, work till we drop, give up everything, and be out of alignment with the natural state of abundance. And so my mission, my job, the thing I do every day is remind people that it doesn't have to be that way, that nature operates abundantly and our natural, inherent, divinely given state is abundance. So with that being said, who here would actually like more abundance in their life? If so, type me in the chat, please. Yes, we're going to be doing some things. Type me in the chat if you would like a more abundant life. Got some me's popping up. Me, me, me. Yes, please. Me, 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 me. Fabulous, 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 fabulous. I like you guys already. Here's another question. How many of you would like that abundant life with ease? If you want it with ease, let me see a, a letter Y or a yes in the chat, please. With ease. So we flow naturally into this state of abundance versus, oh, I want to be abundant, but I'm going to be very, very tired and burnt out when I get to my abundance. Let's talk about abundance. I personally, personally, I define abundance as all my needs being met with sufficient space for me to be of contribution to others without the need for me to think about my needs being met. And the way that I arrive at that is on a little journey that I refer to as the triangle to abundance. And I'm going to share a little bit about that now. Can everybody see my sexy triangle? Everybody sees my sexy triangle? Thank you. Thank you for my triangle appreciates you for accepting its sexiness. It feels seen. All right. So here's the thing. As we look at this triangle, oftentimes people get a very a very one-sided kind of blinkered idea that these levels are dictated by how much money you have. And yet, how much money you have is not the deciding factor on how abundant you are. Let me explain how. You see, scarcity, by my definition, is not having the resources mentally, physically, and emotionally to live life on your own terms. So what that could look like is someone could be making a million dollars a month, and yet, because they haven't addressed their trauma, because they haven't listened to my boy Michael and got unbroken, they're so caught up in this kill or be killed emotional state and fight or flight that they're not even able to enjoy that million dollars a month. Do you get where I'm coming from? There may be somebody that is making a million dollars a month, but they're devoid of any connection. Their body's falling apart and they're burning out. There's nothing inside them. They feel empty. Is that person abundant just because they've got a lot of money? No. And yet there's a person who's making $1,000 a year, but their needs are being met. They've got connection. They've got love. They've got purpose and meaning in their life. That person is not scarce. I would define that person as being stable, level two. So scarcity, level one, is not having the physical, mental, and emotional means to live life on your own terms. When we start to step into level two, stability, what we're talking about there, guys, is my needs are met, but it requires me to exchange time and energy to meet those needs. 
it could be I'm working in my business instead of working on my business, that I've got a, a job. And if I stop working on the business, if I stop working, I can't meet my needs. So we can pay the bills, we can get the holiday, we're whole and complete within ourselves. But in order to maintain that state of equilibrium, I need to exchange time and energy to do that. All right. Everyone with me still? Yep. Anybody lost? Right. So freedom. Freedom is a very sexy, yummy, delicious place because freedom is my needs are being met, but I don't have to exchange time and energy in order to actually get to it. So I either have sufficient investments, income, or business that operates without me needing to exchange time and energy in order for me to have stability. Abundance is on the other side of that. And what abundance looks like is this. I've got everything I need, time-wise, energy-wise. I've got enough love. I've got enough vitality. I can give and give and give. And my giving doesn't come at the expense of me having to think in any way, shape, or form about my needs being met. That for me, guys, is a space of abundance. And surprisingly, I have not always been in a position in my life where I was even stable, let alone free or abundant. Um, Michael shared that you know I've been to the rock bottom. What actually happened with me is I had the um, the uncanny gifted curse of being very successful very young. I made my first million when I was 19 years old. Promptly lost everything. But being completely undeterred, having the arrogance of youth, I went off and created again. And then I think I lasted about a year and a half being a millionaire. I was flat broke again. Uh, more importantly, the entire construct that I built of who and what I was and what my life was and what my life meant, what my identity was, hello, Anthony, was tied up in things, tied up in being the guy that knew how to do things. So when that entire house of cards fell down, because it got proven that I wasn't a 23-year-old know-it-all, I was actually a 23-year-old not really know-it-all, and quite viciously got slapped back down to reality. Uh, anyone else said that? You got slapped down to reality? Yeah, we had some of those. Thank you for not leaving me alone. I appreciate you. Kisses. And I had to go on a journey to build myself back up. Now, my rock bottom point for me, I can look back on a little bit and laugh on. Actually, I did a TED talk about this and they refused to publish it. My TED talk was called What Suicide Taught Me About Life. And um, the whole thing for me was that I only didn't make a firm attempt at suicide because I literally felt like such a loser at the time that if I would try, I would fail. And I didn't want to be the loser who couldn't even take their own life. That's literally the only reason why I didn't make an attempt. I looked at cutting my wrists and I thought, well, if I do that and it doesn't work, I'm going to have these marks for the rest of my life that says I'm a loser that can't cut his own wrist right. So I can't do that. So, well, I remembered that an ex-girlfriend of mine, her friend had tried to take pills and she got found and they pumped her stomach and we were all standing around the hospital bed looking down at her. And I didn't want to do that either. And I didn't want to be a pain and someone have to cut me down. So I thought, well, I can't really hang myself. So that's not going to work either. And of course, again, not Australian from the UK, I couldn't get hold of a gun. That was the only thing that I could think of. If I could have got hold of a gun, I would have tried. But in the absence of anything, I decided instead, what I need to do is this. Right, you ready? 
I need to de-lose myself sufficiently to pull off my suicide correctly. Now, suffice to say, that journey led me into a completely different direction, which we'll get onto today. But on the journey to uncovering what had led to that pit, that rock bottom that I'd hit at that point back in 2008, I understood that although I had spent years at that point fine-tuning a mind that had the capacity to create what I wanted, there were missing pieces. And those missing pieces became a framework that now helps me to understand, not just for myself, but for the people I get to support around the world, how we can create different outcomes in our life, healing, connection, coming back together, coming back to wholeness, coming into purpose, coming into abundance in all its, uh, in all its facets. And what that is, is this, we as humans are not one dimensional, write that down. We as humans are not one dimensional. Today, over the 33 minutes and 40 seconds that we've got left, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be looking at some of the key reasons why we're unable to get to the outcome that we want in our life. That's it. And it sounds simple, and it is-ish, but simplicity and ease are two different ideas. Simplicity and ease are two different ideas, much the same as possibility and probability are two different ideas. And we're going to start peeling away the illusion that puts them in the same bucket and creates a frustration of not getting to the life that we not only want, but that we deserve. Who's ready to step into the life that they deserve? Let me see in the chat. Say me, say ready, say yeah, give me an emoji, give me something. <clears throat> Love it. F yes. <laughs> Jay, which one's Jay Hill? Love it. Right. Love it. Fabulous. Okay. So here's the thing. We've looked at what abundance is. I want to talk about, I'm going to, I'm going to, do you mind if I poop on people a little bit? I'm not going to call any names out, but we need to do a little bit of pooping because one of my greatest frustrations is that there are some powerful concepts and ideas that can change the world for us. And yet those ideas get caught up in airy, fairy phrases that are not going to create any change. Who's ever heard the word manifest? Manifesting. I'm manifesting my best life. I'm calling it in from the angels from the other dimensions. Let me just finish sipping my cacao or whatever. Right? Law of attraction. I'm thinking happy thoughts and all the abundance is coming into my life. Yes, I claim. Anybody watch those YouTube videos? Watch this YouTube, vi watch this YouTube video every day for 30 days and you will manifest your riches. Anyone do those? Does anybody actually know anybody that's done any of those things and actually gotten the abundance? Anybody know anyone? No? no. We're going to talk about why that's the case. How can it be? That this entire, there's an entire industry. I, I've done a lot of research. I've just finished filming a documentary about this called Manifest Nation. I've got a, a tenured neuroscientist. We've got one of the guys who invented the MRI machine, uh, a neurobiochemist, and we've scientifically ripped apart this concept of manifestation. And do you know what these scientists let me know? Here it is. 
manifested outcomes, generally speaking, aren't something that comes out of the ether. It's something that's there that comes into our awareness. It's something that's there that comes into our awareness. Did anybody come to this conference with a specific thing that they want to create in their life? If so, let me know in the chat. What's something that you specifically wanted to create or change in your life? Let me see it in the chat, please. Give me a word, give me a phrase, please. Pull for four, because I'm in Mexico. More confidence, heal. Stop being afraid, let go of the past. Attitude. Thank you for sharing, guys. The crazy thing is, whoa, 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 more. Show people possibility, heal generational trauma, all of the above, community, confidence in myself for sure. Oh, wow. Balance, consistent process. Okay. Okay. We're creating some stuff. I see you, Baboos. I see you. I see you. So here's the crazy thing. According to the scientists that I had the honor of interviewing, all of whom were like, I, I made sure that I got spit and sawdust, salt of the earth scientists, not chiropractors or whatever that I've just got the, the DR in front of their name. They get to talk about stuff. No disrespect. But I got real scientists that actually do this stuff at the brain level. I got one of the guys that actually built the MRI machine that scans the brain. And they all let me know the same thing. Most of the time, what we're looking for is already here. And so to, uh, you know, spill the beans on it, the very, very first thing that I found time and time again to be the reason why people don't create what they want is because they don't even know what they want or what they want is not within the realms of what they believe is possible. And when that happens, there's actually a part of the brain that shuts off and stops you being able to see it. So the person, Marilu, confidence in myself. If you do not believe it's possible for you to have confidence in yourself, even if the opportunity, possibility, and reality of confidence in yourself was there, you physically would not be able to witness and experience that confidence in yourself. It's like a, a gray mist comes over your eyes and in your mind, and you can't see it. Sandra wants to heal generational trauma. The path to healing could be right in front of you right now. But unless you believe it's possible for you, you literally won't be able to see the steps to take. You won't be able to make the shift. Wink, wink right? You won't be able to bring the pieces of the puzzle together. So the very, very first thing that we need to do, and I'm going to give you an exercise to show you what that looks like today, is we need to understand what is it that I desire and can I quantify it in sufficient detail to give it substance? Airy fairy ideas are not going to be accepted by the mind. And all that's going to happen is your brain's going to be thumbs up, bro. Great to see you trying. We're going to keep doing what we've been doing. Did you know that the unconscious mind moves at 10,000 to 10 million times the speed of the conscious mind? So that means for every conscious thought that you have, that I'm going to balance consistent process, I'm going to let go of the past, I'm going to stop being afraid. Every time that you consciously speak that, the unconscious has gone 10,000 to 10 million said exactly the same thing that you've been experiencing up until now. Wild, right? We're going to talk about how to bypass that in a little bit. So the first thing is, what do I want? 
And do I even believe that it's possible for me? Possible for me. The next thing, and this I think is part and parcel of why the work that, that Michael does is so powerful, right? Is that we need to be able to connect to the emotional experience of what we want to create. And I'm going to tell you why. How many people have ever heard of the concept mind over matter? Yeah. Who's ever heard the concept, the legal concept of a crime of passion? Right. Let me show you another diagram. This one's from my book, Money Game. I speak about this as well in my book, Stepping Beyond Intention. Every single thought, idea, desire, goal, or objective that we have has the capacity to be a part of our life. However, there are certain filters that it goes through as a thought or idea, and those filters send it off into our life or into another possibility that didn't happen. Remember I said possibility is not the same as prob probability. Write that down. Possibility is not the same as probability. Who's heard about that concept of infinite possibility? Infinite possibility. I can have anything I want. Yay. Everyone, everyone heard of that one? Anybody not heard of that one? Infinite possibility. Give me a yes or a no. Give me a no if you haven't heard of it, because I don't want to use a concept that people don't understand. No? No, no? Okay. So the concept of infinite possibility, in short, is that everything is possible. You can have anything that you dream about. Yay. Yes. And just because it's possible doesn't mean it's going to happen. Sorry to have to break it to you. Possibility is not the same as probability. Because something can happen doesn't mean that it will happen. Make sense? So one of the things that I love to empower people to do is to make the shift from an obsession with possibility into the experience of increased probability. So that means instead of it being something that can happen, it becomes something that will happen. Instead of us being led by our programs and being pulled along into playing out the same old story over and over again, we come to create something that we desire to happen. Instead of being caught up in trauma, instead of being caught up in the past, instead of being caught up in the pain and the old stories and the old narratives and the old identity, I'm stepping into my natural state of abundance. I'm stepping into what I choose, what I consciously desire. I'm doing it here and now on my terms. Hey, Unbroken Nation, we'll be right back to the show, but I wanted to let you know that you can grab a copy of my first book, Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma for free. If you go to book.thinkunbroken.com, Dot com. You can download the PDF ebook version of the book and get everything that I know about the baseline of healing trauma for free downloaded to your email right now. Just go to book.thinkunbroken.com to download your copy of Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma for a PDF for your phone. Again, that is book.thinkunbroken.com. Does that sound like something you'd be interested in? Let me see a yes if that's something that you'd like to see. If you want probability, if you want to start creating, if you want that abundance, let me see it in the chat or I'm going to go home. I'm joking. I'm not going to go home. I'm having too much fun. So let's talk about, let's talk about increasing that probability. When we start to look at the journey of thoughts, gaining more density and becoming a part of our physical reality, the first point of contact that we have 
with anything non-physical is something that they tried to sell you courses on Instagram about called vibration. They'll say, oh, we need to heal your vibe. We need to heal your frequency. Give me 997999 and come and meet me under the new moon while we drink cacao together or whatever, right? Poppycock, guys. All that you need to understand is this. Shall I burst the bubble and tear away the veil of BS so that you guys can just get it and move forward with your life? Simply this, every emotion, every single emotion that you can think of when experienced in the body generates for the individual a measurable frequency of vibration. Very simply put, the frequency vibration mumbo jumbo that they keep trying to sell you, it's simply this. How does it feel? But here's a crazy thing about feeling particular emotional states. Every single emotional state. Thank you. Every single emotional state. <laughs> okay. Every single one second I've got along. Oh gosh. Every single emotional state for every single one of you as individuals is going to create a different measurable frequency in your body because we all relate to emotions differently. Our nervous systems are different. Our memory and our cognitive relationship between thoughts, feelings, and mental states is different. But more importantly than any of that, every time that you're in a different emotional state, your brain is triggered to create a different set of chemicals and hormones in your body. But those chemicals and hormones running through your body changes the way that the chemistry of your brain works and therefore changes how you think. That's why you have the legal term of crime of passion, because when you're in certain emotional states, you're no longer thinking as you, you're thinking at the level of that emotional state. Everyone get where I'm coming from? So if I have an intention, I must understand what emotions that I personally connect to that experience. I can't go around boring other people's. I'm not going to get to my end goal following somebody else's roadmap because that's for them. That's what's going to line them up with the right thinking, which is going to lead them to the right actions, habits, and behaviors that's going to lead to the outcome. So number one, am I even clear on what I want? And is the goal within my realm of possibility? Number two, do I know what it will feel like for me to be in that end goal? Notice the wording, guys. Do I know what it will feel like? Not what it might, not what it can, not what it should or what it would, what it will feel like. Use will, not maybe, not cans, will. If you want to call it into your life, you need to claim it in your life. Write that down. I claim it for my life. I claim my healing. I claim all of the above, <laughs> right? I claim achieving my goals. I claim community. I claim healing generational trauma. I claim it. I will it into my life. So that, my friends, is number two. The third one, and this, quite frankly, I have found over the years to be one of the most powerful, powerful, turning points for people. I'm saying like people have gone from not sure how they're going to pay the bills to literally a millionaire within months. People who go from broken marriages and not knowing how they're going to keep their family together to revitalize romance in their relationship and happy families living new lives. 
And that word starts with a W and that is worthiness. Worthiness. So often people get caught up in their story that their story starts to dictate their new identity. Because every day you get a new opportunity and identity. Every single morning when you wake up, there's a new chance to create new stories for yourself. But because the mind moves at 10,000 to 10 million times the speed, the unconscious moves at 10,000 to 10 million times the speed of the conscious mind, we generally, because we don't step up and choose what we're doing, just keep playing out the same old thing. So what does that look like? I play out the same story because I'm not stepped in consciously. I have the same emotional state. I have the same chemicals in my body. I have the same thinking. I have the same habits. I have the same behaviors. I have the same life. I wonder why my morning rampage with Abraham Hicks didn't change my life. Right? And worthiness is this cancerous, insidious, icky thing that sits underneath all of our dreams and all of our hopes and all of our desires pulling us out of alignment with them and holding us captive to the life that we've been living up until now. Has anyone here ever felt unworthiness? I did. I felt unworthy of life. That's what took me down the dark path, right? We all have had something in our life that has held us back in some way, shape or form. And unworthiness, I found time and time again to be one of the most deep and dark things that stops people getting to what they want. They don't believe that they do deserve it. Notice I didn't say they don't think that they deserve it. They don't believe the truth that they do deserve it. All right. So what I'd like to do now is I'd like to take you through a process that starts with a funny story. I'm going to tell you the process first. The point of this is to teach you what it looks like to start to build a model of what you want. All right. Now, uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with me and the work that I do, I primarily work with helping people to create their financial side of abundance. And the reason why isn't because I believe that money is the most important thing in the world. I don't. But you can measure money. You can keep score of it. Right? And most importantly, what I've seen time and time again is all of the other stuff that people want becomes a lot easier when they're not thinking in fight or flight about money. All right? So I'm going to take you through this process in relationship to money, but I don't want you to think that that's the be all and end all. You can take the mastery that you develop here and you can apply it to anything at all that you want. All right. Everyone, everyone. Okay. I'm not going to have any people saying, oh, this guy, <laughs> he's not understanding about my interdimensional connection to the Atlanteans. And that's important as well. Right. The Atlanteans are pretty cool, by the way. Just a quick thing. <laughs> Some people, when I take the pick, the, the mick out of these things, some people think that I'm not about that life. I meditate daily, right? I've, I've just came back from doing a water ceremony and a fire ceremony in the jungles of Belize last week. I'm about that life. However, I think it's important for us to understand that just sitting on a yoga mat, channeling the Palladians isn't going to get you to the end goal. It may support you changing your mindset and setting up your energy and connecting to your purpose and connecting to your starseed ancestry or whatever the thing is. But that alone isn't going to get you to the end goal, okay? So anyone who's getting offended by that, I'm sorry. But the bottom line is, if it was working, it would have worked by now, okay? Um, I don't think the aliens care if you can pay your bills or not. Like, go and do something else. Say hello to them from your house where the rent is paid or the mortgage is paid, whatever things. Anyway, I'm going to stop taking. <laughs> I'm going to stop doing that now. Let's get into it. Okay, so let me redo a story. <laughs> I'm going to redo a story. So. Picture this. 
you've just found out that a prince in a faraway country needs your help to move his wealth and must connect his bank account to your financial institution to secure his family's fortune. And for your help, he will gladly share his abundant wealth with you. You take a massive leap of faith. Despite friends, family, and all the reasons and doubt telling you to ignore the email that you got from 9113267 at gmail.com and you help another human being. But, shock horror, to your absolute wonder and joy, he legitimately shares his wealth with you and the FBI do not come and kick down your door for fraud. Probably not going to work out this way, by the way. If a prince from Zamunda offers you, asks for your bank account details, probably best to say no. But for the purpose of this story, we're going to say that it was legitimate. Okay? We've all taken the, the disclaimer. Zamunda or whatever, don't, don't say don't say yes. Anyway, so this is what we're going to do. Oh, I love my job. This is what we're going to do. You are going to write down, okay, on a piece of paper, on a notebook, in your workbook, 100 million Euro, dollars, euros, pounds, whatever your currency is. Pick a major currency that's close to you and write down 100 million. And that's how much the Prince of Zamunda gave to you for your kind help. I am Prince Hakim, Prince of Zamunda. My son works. Everyone seen the coming to America, right? Did anyone see the second one? I was scared to watch it. I was like, I don't want it to be ruined for me. Was it good? Should I watch it? Heidi, should I watch it? Coming to America? Crystal says no. <laughs> Tonight I have a date with Lisa. Anyway. Everyone written down 100 million. Everyone's <laughs> done it, right? Okay. So here's the thing I want you to do. Ready? And I'm going to give you 15 seconds for every single one of these questions. 15 seconds. And you, you can't edit it. Don't filter. Just write down exactly the first thing that comes to mind. All right? Even if it's having a date with Lisa. All right? No judging. All right? <laughs> Ready? And I've got a timer here, so I'm going to we'll, we'll do this. What's the first thing that you're going to do with that money? Go. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. All right. How much have you got left? Write it down. How much have you got left? I love watching people's faces when they do this exercise. What's also funny is some people don't do the exercise. It's like, dude, you've literally come to change your life here today. I'm giving you like the simplest exercise. I haven't asked for blood or for your youngest child or whatever, unless you're going to give me your youngest child. No? We need them in the jungles of Belize for the next uh, water ceremony. <laughs> the Pleiadians need them to channel whatever. Anyway. Anyway, that was more than 15 seconds. Okay. What is the next thing that you do with it? Write it down. Let's go. And consider the price tag for your child. I can pay in cacao beans. You know what to do with energy exchange? I've got rainbow fairy cakes. No? Can't pay your balls with that? Okay. Well, I do try to bring you into the new economy. 
into the new paradigm for the new earth, but I guess you're just part of the patriarchy. Okay. How much have you got left? Let's go. And really do this exercise. There's a reason why this exercise is constructed the way that it is. And the reason, there's a reason why people who take action get to the end goal. And I'm not asking much of you. I'm asking you for you to have some fun playing a game, spending some money virtually. Okay. How much have you got left? You're going to see a pattern here. And if you run out of money, put it in the chat. No more money. Or I'm broke again. What do you do next? What's next? This is one of the most powerful exercises I've seen people go through. And it's so simple because it reveals a lot. We're going to go through what it reveals in just a second. Anybody running, run out of money? Anyone running out of money? No money left. Jacob, I'm going to the club with you, bro. Yeah. Get it. Get it. Get it. Get it. Get it. Oh, poppycock. Me camera. All right. There we go. There he's back again. Anyone else run out of money yet? Anyone getting close? I don't know what to do with the tons of money left. <laughs> she was like, I cannot spend my monies. I do not know what to do. Help me. Don't worry. Keep playing the game. We'll do two more rounds. How much you got left and what you're going to do with it. And then we're going to get into <laughs> I have a lot. I don't know if we're going to go to club with you. You'll be like, no, we're going to light up and we're going to drink water tonight. Girl, you got 100 million. We're trying to get faded. The funny thing about me making jokes about drinking is I really can't drink. I am the cheapest date ever. Let me tell you a quick story. I don't want my time to run up. I'll tell you a quick story. If I try and drink more than two drinks, my body literally rejects it and tries to throw up. So like, I don't actually get drunk. I just about get tipsy. So I'm like, what's the point? I, I'm literally just going to drink orange juice and dance. That's what I'm going to do. Anyway. Okay, let's play the game. Everyone write down how much you've got left. Let me know how much you've got left. Let me know in the chat. If you're playing full out, you're going to get full up. That didn't really make sense. But you know what I mean? Play full out and get to the end goal. We've got a couple minutes here, and I really want to get you guys to the 24 million. 98 million, Jay? Jay, you've got 98 million? We did like five rounds, bro. All right. No money. Crystal, yes, Crystal spent her money. She just wants to go to the club with me. That is 20 mil left. Can I get a loan? Okay, so 25,000 left, Kathy. Oh, okay, someone's getting real specific. Any more? Any more? 90 million? Chow, you, you're not spending nothing. Like, all my needs are met. I'm going to tell you a really super duper duper quick story, and then I'm going to wrap this all together. There's a process that I take people through um, in pursuit of financial freedom. Remember, level three was financial freedom, right? And there's a process that we take people through in my Idle Life Blueprint workshop, where we support people actually working out how much they need to be financially free. And what happened was, is that this lady comes along. She doesn't mind me sharing the story. She actually still laughs about it now. And she said, Dan, I'm never going to be financially free. 
I said, how are you never going to be financially free? She says, I need 100,000 a month to be financially free. I said, girl, you need 1.2 million a year to be financially free? She says, yeah, I need this, I need that, I need this, I need that, I need that, I need this. Well, we wrote everything down because I said to her, okay, okay, this, I don't know what's going on here, but we need to, we need to rewind and go back to the beginning. When I had her go down and actually go through an exercise, not too dissimilar to this one that we just did, and to actually calculate how much it would take for her to be financially free, guess what her monthly figure was? Let me see three guesses. Guess how much it was. Remember, she started at 100,000 a month. Jason, 5,000. Two more guesses, please. 8,000 for Thaddeus. 5 to 6,000, you're all wrong. 3,500. She had been held in captivity and not even trying to move to financial freedom because she said it couldn't happen. All the while thinking she needed 1.2 million a year and she actually only needed 3,500 to live her best life. Not even like half-assed best life. Most of us do not have a conscious relationship to the life that we want to live. And that lack of conscious relationship ends up keeping us captive to the idea that something that we need is too far away from us. The first block that we spoke about, there are still two more. Remember, we spoke about there being two other ones, two others. How many of you got something out of that exercise? If you did, write abundance in the chat. Did you have a revelation? Did you have an awareness? Did you notice that you felt something different in your body? Did you notice that Oh my God, there's some anxiety about looking at these numbers. Did you get something from this? Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I do only have two minutes, but I do want to make sure that I do this. I've actually got a completely free quiz. And guess what? It's not a quiz that's got a tripwire and a lead magnet into a thing that's going to ask you to give me your children. It literally is going to help you in 10 questions to identify what your abundance block is. Okay, so that's a free resource. I want you guys to make sure that you have, honestly, you do the quiz, you do the 10 questions, it tells you what your block is, and then it tells you how to get rid of the block without asking you for any money. Oh my God, does that still exist? Yes, it does. Every single one of you, every single one of you has abundance as your natural state. If you start to get clear on what it is, do this exercise with something else. If you start to remember, I need to know what it feels like for me. And if you start to do the work of dropping the story of unworthiness and doing the healing, Listen to people like my man, Michael, who can inspire and uplift you and take you into a place of healing so your body can start to hold the worthiness of your experience. You will see your life change and you will be able to step into your natural state of abundance. Feel stuck? Do the quiz. Get the, the path to actually clearing it. But trust me, guys, the journey to you living that abundant life that you desire isn't as far away, isn't as complicated or as difficult as you think it is. And possibilities can become probabilities. Freaking love you guys. Thank you for the opportunity to hang out. Michael, bro. Thank you so much for listening to Think Unbroken. Please share this episode with someone who could use it and help us move forward in our mission of ending generational trauma in our lifetime. And if you would, please take five seconds to pop on iTunes or Spotify, hit that five star, leave a review. And you can also reach out to us on social at Michael Unbroken or at Think Unbroken. And of course, you can check out our YouTube channel at think unbroken. Thank you for being a part of Unbroken Nation, my friends. And until next time, be unbroken.